Welcome to the Member Score Podcast. We are Amanda and Travis Northcutt, the couple behind the membership consultancy, memberup.co, and creators of memberscore.io, the one and only churn prediction and automatic re-engagement app for membership sites. We're here to share strategies and tactics to help you grow your membership business. If you like what you hear today, grab a 15-minute call with us, and we'll be happy to help you work through anything pertaining to your membership site for free. Head over to memberscore.io slash podcast to grab a spot on our calendar and see today's show notes. Welcome back to the Member Score podcast. Today, I've got Andrea Jones on the show with us. Uh, Andrea is a social media strategist who works with small businesses, startups, and podcasts to build their online presence through targeted social media and content marketing solutions. She's also the host of the Savvy Social Podcast, which you should absolutely go subscribe to. It's fantastic. Uh, It's a show for budding entrepreneurs who want to understand the how and why of social media marketing. And she's the founder of SavvySocialSchool.com, a membership community that has everything you need to achieve visibility, growth, and engagement on social media. Thanks for being on the show, Andrea. We're really glad you're here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I know personally, you know, I I know I can learn a lot from you about social media and how we can use it in in our business. Uh, So selfishly, I'm glad you're here. And I know our listeners will absolutely benefit from it. Uh, So to start with, I just want to ask you for membership site owners who are just getting started with social media or who maybe have been, you know, using it for a while, but not really feel like they're doing a good job or, you know, taking full advantage of it. uh, Where should they start? Like what's the sort of highest leverage thing they can do the most important thing to do when they approach that? Yeah, that's a really good question because I find in this industry, there's so many things you can do. Um, So my number one piece of advice is to pick one social media platform, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, just pick one platform that you feel comfortable on and really focus there for building a community that would eventually convert into members on your site. Um, With that one platform that you're picking, you're allowing yourself to focus your energy there, um, which really helps you leverage that platform to its fullest potential. The easiest thing to do would be to set up platforms on all the all the social media networks and then post and never go on there and engage or do anything. And you'll be wondering, why is nobody converting? It's because you're spreading yourself too thin. Um, so really focusing in on what one network is my number one piece of advice if you're just starting out or if you've kind of been using it, but not really seeing a lot of results. Okay, so that's great. So, so basically, you're saying like, you shouldn't feel bad if you're not utilizing, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever, if you're doing really good on Twitter, if you're focusing on that. Yeah, if you're focused on Twitter and you're seeing a lot of value there, you can find your people there, you can hang out with them, spend time with them. I think that's way more valuable. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, That really resonates with me. How much time should a membership site owner uh, expect to dedicate to social media if if they want to, you know, achieve success and kind of get, get some momentum there? Yeah, that's it's easy to fall into the trap of just scrolling and scrolling yes. and scrolling. <laughs> waste, you can waste a ton of time. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so one of the things I suggest is to spend about an hour on your content. Um, so that's scheduling posts. And I do suggest scheduling them ahead of time or at least writing them ahead of time so that you're not having to think on your feet in the moment. Um, so, you know, spend about an hour every week. on that content. Um, And then each day, I would recommend spending 15, 20, or if you have it, 30 minutes 
really engaging on that platform because those 30 minutes or 20 minutes that you spend every day, that's where you're going to get the real money from social media. That's where you're going to see your time actually be used very valuably Um, because we don't want to run into the trap of scrolling through our Facebook feed for three hours and then wondering why people aren't signing up for our membership site. We really want to be intentional, maybe networking in Facebook groups or, um, you know, hopping into trending hashtag on Twitter or hanging out in a competitor's Instagram post and, and connecting with those people. By spending intentional time, you, that actually frees up your time to you know build the thing that you love to do. Yeah, totally. So it sounds like you really need to have that kind of your, your interactions and your time each day planned ahead of time so you don't fall into that trap of just you know clicking around forever. Yeah, yeah. Which is an easy, yeah, it's an easy trap to fall into. Um, when what I actually do is I use Asana uh, for task management and I have a task every day for my social media. So every day for myself, I sit down, uh, for 30 minutes and I have several different accounts. So, um, it really depends on how much time I'm spending on each account, but I'll sit down and be intentional for that time. And then if I decide to scroll through Instagram at the end of the day, that's just my free time. That's not working time. That's play time. Yeah, guilt-free at that point. That's great. So then if you, you know, if you are utilizing more than one network, you know, like we talked about, if you're kind of to that point where you feel like you can devote good time to multiple networks, do you try to um, participate each day in every single one? Or do you kind of have like a Twitter day, an Instagram day, and so on? I personally recommend spending each day on yeah, the platform for consistency. Yeah. Yeah. For consistency and you'll connect with different people. Mm. So, um, most people don't spend as much time as we do as yeah. business owners, as online. I mean, we build our businesses online. Um, so you want to kind of maximize your efforts by spending little bits of time each day. Um, so if you only have five minutes, I think that five minutes will go a lot farther, five minutes each day than spending, you know, 45 minutes on a Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So one thing you mentioned earlier is kind of planning out your content ahead of time, uh, whether that's scheduling it or at least just kind of writing what you're going to share. What uh, what are the best types of content to share on, on various social media networks? You know, what's kind of the highest impact or gets the most engagement? What should people focus on? Yeah, I think that that's a good question because the easy thing is to just talk about our our thing, what we do, our membership site in this instance, um, which should only be about one fifth of the content you talk about. Yeah. So I uh, have broken it down into five different pillars um, and you can grab them for free if you go to onlinedrea.com slash free. Um, But I'm just going to go over them really quickly. Yeah. Uh, So that first pillar is obviously promoting what we do and that can look a few different ways. It can be just straight up promotion, like join my membership site, but it also can be, here's a free offer that leads into the membership site, that sort of thing. Um, the second pillar is educational content. So teaching your audience something, giving them value without asking for anything in return. Um, the third pillar is community content. This is a really great pillar to share an article from maybe someone else in the industry, non-competing. Um, also still teaching them something, but not coming from you, which kind of shows that you're involved more than yourself. <laughs> uh, the fourth pillar is entertainment. So something fun memes work really well. Um, but it also can be maybe a behind the scenes photo or just something entertaining. 
And then the fifth pillar is engagement content. So maybe asking a question or um, joining in a controversial topic. A lot of people right now talking about politics, for instance. Yeah. If that, yeah, if that falls in line with what you do, then now's a great time to kind of pull out that content. Um, so by focusing only one fifth of the time on promotion, you're giving your audience value and you're starting conversations with them that um, allow you to have more of a you know, well. You're using social media as it's supposed to be used. It's it's building relationships. Nobody wants to be just spammed with buy my stuff all day long. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that framework. That's great because I know for me and for a lot of other people, you know, if you're kind of new to something or trying to do better at it, it can be overwhelming. Like, okay, what do I do? And so it's nice to have like that real clear you know, like framework that you laid out that these are the, you know, the kind of the parameters to work within. That's, that's really, really helpful. Yeah. And if you get stuck with those, I like, I generally recommend just taking one of those pillars and putting it on a day of the week. So Mm, if you want to post five days a week, Mondays, you can promote something. Tuesdays can be educational and so on and so forth. That makes it a little bit easier. So you don't have to think of like, oh my gosh, what do I post today? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And one thing, how do you kind of approach, you know, people who might be concerned about, uh, you know, if they're, if they're continually promoting the same thing or doing that multiple times, how do you reassure people that they're not going to feel, you know, come across as spammy? Does that, is that just where that fits into the one fifth thing? Is that kind of what addresses that? Yeah. The one fifth thing definitely helps. Um, the other thing to remember is right now, average across all platforms, only about 10% of your audience sees a post. Yeah. So it may feel like a lot to you. I promise you it's not because you're looking at your content all the time, yeah. but your post is in a feed full of hundreds, thousands of other posts. Um, so definitely reuse that content. Um, you're not being too spammy if you're following the five pillars and you can reuse your promotional posts um, if you know, as long as you're kind of spreading it out a little bit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that. W- and then, what about you know, once you kind of achieve some level of engagement and you have some community built up there on the social media platforms, how can you then get those people to either, either first find the right people, but then how can you get those people to sort of come engage with you, you know, in your membership and kind of move them to that? to that next level? What are your, your strategies for that? Yeah, I like to think of social media as the top of the funnel. Mm -hmm. Um, So you do have to have something else in place. Um, The best one is an email funnel. Um, But you can also do things like Facebook groups that could be part of your funnel. So maybe um, you have a public page and a private group where you invite people who are really interested into the group. And then those members in the group, you can pitch them on your membership site. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, And then, you know, you talked at the very beginning about planning out content ahead of time. Do you have any guidelines for like, should I try to plan out, you know, a whole month's worth of content or just focus on like this week or, you know, this first few days of the week? What what tends to work well there? I like to do weekly, but that's my personal preference. I have some clients that like monthly. Um, I think it depends on your industry. So if it's pretty stable, like if you have a membership teaching people how to play guitar, for Mm -hmm. instance, 
the guitar is not changing every day. So you can plan out a month's worth of content fairly easily. Um, But if you have a a membership site about email marketing, for instance, um, email marketing, there's so many different platforms, it changes and that sort of thing. So you may want to plan out your content a little bit closer to the heart. So weekly. Um, Yeah, fill it out and see what works for you. I I think it's really a personal choice, but I do recommend planning it in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid that kind of staring at the blank page in the moment situation. Oh yeah. What about, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm most familiar personally with like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I know Pinterest is a big thing. Um, at least for me personally, it's kind of this black box over here that I don't know much about. Is that a place that can, can perform well for people? Like, can you, can you build a community there and get engagement there? Yeah, I think um, if you think of Pinterest more of a search engine than a social network, Hmm. um, that can help you kind of think of different ways you can utilize the tool. So especially if your membership site is more um, teaching focused than community focused. So if you're, you know, teaching courses or like I use the example of the guitar uh, classes, you can use Pinterest for that. So people collect articles, they collect information on Pinterest, and they save it to their Pinterest boards. So if you can contribute to that experience, then you have a leg up on other membership site owners. Um, So I think it could be uh, an interesting place for membership sites. I know it can be, especially if you have a lot of content. So if you have blog posts, if you have podcasts, if you're contributing kind of like this evergreen content, Mm -hmm. Your content lives a very long time on Pinterest. It's about three to six months Hmm. for one piece of content. Whereas when you tweet something, maybe people saw it in the first 30 minutes, first couple hours, maybe. But after a day, that content's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So Pinterest is a a really interesting platform for people who have that evergreen content. They want it to live a long time. Um, If you don't have evergreen content, I would shelf Pinterest for now. Don't worry about it until you get some more content because you do need to contribute content pretty consistently. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's a great um, kind of way to, to think about that. You know, looking at the, you know, you mentioned like Twitter, it's very sort of ephemeral uh, that, that goes away really quickly. So thinking about the different sort of aspects of different social media platforms, is there a one that you would recommend people start with or is it more of a personal feel kind of thing? Yeah, I do think it's a little bit of a personal feel, um, but the there's a few main ones. There's about four that I highly suggest people look at to start with. Sure. Um, Facebook, simply because it has the most users, right. at least in the Western world. Yeah. Um, Twitter is really great for because I think it, the, the time that it takes to learn it is a lot shorter than some of the other platforms. You can dive right into Twitter pretty easily. Yeah. Um, Instagram is booming right now. Um, it's a really good platform. And then if you're selling B2B, LinkedIn is on fire this year, um, especially with video and then just with connecting with people and starting conversations conversations, activities hmm. picking up there. Um, so I find that those four platforms are, are usually a really good place to start. So if you can pick one of those four, you're off to a good start. Cool. Okay. Yeah. You know, we, we've been using LinkedIn a little bit in, in our business in the past few weeks, and I was actually surprised. We've seen like a good bit of kind of interaction and, and conversation there, which I've always thought of it as the like, you know, you have a LinkedIn profile, but people tend not to use it. But it's interesting to see it really picking up now. That's That's interesting. 
Yeah, I actually think people are moving away from Facebook a little bit because it is becoming crowded. And so you're seeing um, that's why LinkedIn is kind of picking up kind of speed a little bit. People are are finding that they can, you know, post something and they will get likes and comments, whereas Facebook is a little bit harder because there's just so many people on there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of noise there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What about um, paid marketing? for on, on these various social media networks. That's like this. I mean, I've been looking at that lately myself. Like that's this huge thing. It, it seems like a very daunting, overwhelming thing. Like, okay, there's Facebook, there's a little bit on Twitter, some Instagram, you can do that on LinkedIn. Like, how do you even start to approach that? What's your, what's your kind of principles there? Yeah. So paid marketing is this shiny golden object that's like, oh, if I put $1 in, then I'll get $3 out. And uh, it takes a while before that happens. Um, So what I recommend first and foremost is start organically because you'll get a feel for things without burning through a lot of cash. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the second thing with paid marketing is really think about the process people go go through before they get to your membership site. What are the questions they need answered? What are the ideas that they need help, um, you know, formulating. Think about the transformation they'll have once they join your site. And then you can dive into ads. Um, One kind of quick little strategy that I can share that's working really well right now. I don't know about six months from now. So if you're listening six months from now, check in and see what's new. Um, But right now what's working is running a video ad on Facebook or Instagram. And if somebody watches a portion of that ad, let's say they watch at least 20% of your one-minute video, retargeting those people with an offer to join your email list, and then going that, having them go through the funnel that way. Um, okay. Right now, video ads are the most inexpensive form yeah. of ads. I almost said cheap for a second. It's not really cheap, but uh, it's less expensive than the other options. And so by giving you that funnel, you're really kind of cherry picking the people who are interested enough to watch a good portion of your video. Um, and then you can retarget them with um, more options to hop into your funnel, whether that be a lead magnet, whether that be a webinar or something like that. Cool. So in that, with that setup, you're basically using the fact that the video ads are the most inexpensive to sort of pre-qualify before you spend additional to try to get them into your funnel. Yes. Yes. So you're, you're definitely pre-qualifying those people, uh, especially now. I mean, to get someone to stop scrolling and watch a video is a huge commitment. (laughs) Um, And and a lot of people don't even have sound on. So I don't know how much of a video they'll watch without the sound on. So if somebody watched a good portion of your video, um, that, that, that is a pre-qualification there. So you, you know that they're at least somewhat interested in what you do. And so that's a good opportunity to follow up with them. Yeah, cool. And then, so for that next step, um, you know, you mentioned like an ad to drive people towards your, your email funnel. Do you always recommend that with ads, you're still driving them towards Uh, something free like your email funnel or some piece of content as opposed to an ad, you know, with the the goal being to convert directly to a paid uh, member? Yeah. um, I would say the exception to that would be if you had some sort of free trial or low cost trial to your membership site, I think you could follow up with that offer um, because you're essentially giving them a chance to try it uh, for a limited um, um, cost to them. But Yeah, I would definitely suggest warming them up a little bit. Most people don't buy something because they sell one ad. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So they, they need more information. And so any opportunity you can to give them that information is a really great way to um, mitigate your risk. So you're not spending thousands on ads and wondering why no one's joining your, your membership site, um, but to also give you a chance to, to remarket to those people down the road. So even if they don't buy today because of that ad, then they're now on your email list and you can continue to share the awesome things happening inside of your membership site. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, that kind of covers all the uh, all the questions that I have for you today. Um, if there's anything else you'd like to share, we'd love to hear it. Or, you know, I'd love to know uh, what are, what's the best place for listeners to find you and kind of what you have to offer. I know you have a number of great free resources, which I've taken advantage of myself and found them really useful. Um, so, yeah, what's what's the best place for people to look? So my number one offer right now is a free mini course. Um, so it's a seven-day video course. It's a small sampling of what's in my membership site. So if you just want to see my funnel, you, you can sign that's up. perfect, yeah. Um, but you can find it at onlinedrea, that's D-R-E-A dot com slash free. Cool. Uh, and uh, that's the best way to connect with me. Otherwise, I'm everywhere online at Online Drea. Okay. I mostly hang out on Instagram, um, but I also like Facebook too. So those cool. are the two places I spend my time. So that I guess that does prompt one more question. You know, you like you just said, you're on all the various networks at Online Drea. Is that a, a big thing people should be concerned about having like a consistent uh, username or, or handle or whatever on various networks? Yeah, like if you can, highly recommend um, because it makes it easy, just like I just did. I didn't have to say, well, I'm Twitter. You have to add like four, five, six at the end or whatever it is. Um, And it it makes the user experience easy as well. Um, Just like I recommend you kind of hang out on one platform, most of your kind of target market probably spends their time on one platform too. So if they go to Instagram and they type in your name, but it's not the same and they don't find you, then that's a missed opportunity. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Great tip. Well, yeah, we'll put a link in the, in the show notes to your, your free mini course and, uh, your various social media profiles and everything. Uh, Andre, it's great to have you on the show today. Really appreciate everything you had to share. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah. Awesome. See you later. As you know, our podcast is pretty new and we need your help so other membership site owners can find us too. Please leave us a review on iTunes and email us for a free copy of our book as a thank you. As always, you can find out more about how we can help you grow a more profitable membership site over on memberup.co and check out memberscore.io for our churn prediction and automatic re-engagement app. Mention the MemberScore podcast for $100 off any coaching sessions pack. That's all for today. We'll see you next time on the MemberScore podcast. Thank you.